James Taylor, your smiling face. Good morning, it's BBC Radio Hammerside. It's the Late Licence Send uh, with me, David Reeves, uh, right here at BBC Radio Hammerside. As always, uh, keeping it up till 1am. Jamie Kelwick is still here. Hello. And now we go live to Los Angeles by the magical phone to my man in America. It's Derek McCaw from fanboyplanet.com. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm here with my All magical right. phone. It's the magical phone, the dog and bone. I'm in, the magical phone. I'm in good shape. I'm <laughs> better than that. Now, Derek, before we go any further, have you as yet seen a carry-on film? I have not as of yet seen a carry-on film. Nor, and I'm jealous of you guys, nor have I yet seen Snakes on a Plane. So, <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, I, I emailed uh, Jamie, so I'll ask you live on the air. Can I borrow your review and have it on my site tonight? You certainly can, sir. Thank you very much, Jamie. <laughs> So we're having we're having internet problems at the moment because obviously Jamie uh, writes for his own website, which is all the W's the dash Usher dot com, and you're um, obviously fanboyplanet dot com, and I'm BBC uk forward slash Humber and all the W's MySpace slash uh, MySpace dot com slash Late License, yeah. and the MySpace one has crashed. We've crashed the site, Derek. We announced it. Oh. Uh, yeah, we announced it about, uh, about a quarter of an hour ago, and we cannot get on. It says too busy. Oh, that's so fine. There we go. We, we apologize. Oh, 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 we want to have a go there, but it's, uh, you, you can't get there. So keep well, trying. eventually <laughs> then, uh, after I finish here, I'll have, uh, I'll have Jamie's uh, uh, review up on Fanboy Planet, and I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we'll... <laughs> Good stuff. Well, Derek is here as uh, always on a Thursday with some uh, movie news from across the pond as it is. And uh, what should we start with today? Should we start with um, The Big Prisoner? The Big Prisoner news, I guess, I think probably is. Uh, that uh, Last week, the talk was that Christopher Nolan, who, of course, directed Batman Begins, is on yep. tap to uh, to direct uh, The Dark Knight, the sequel, and uh, maybe you can help me, Jamie, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the Dueling Magicians movie he's got with Christian Bale. Prestige. The Prestige, there we go, of course. Uh, he's got The Prestige up on tap. Uh, and then sometime after he directs The Dark Knight, at least I... I'm sorry, but I hope it's after he directs The Dark Knight that uh, he's going to—he's uh, looking to uh, direct a big screen version of The Prisoner with uh, David and Janet People, Janice Peoples, no, Janet Peoples to uh, write the screenplay. Uh, and they're the people that uh, they wrote Blade Runner and I think Total Recall and some wow. great sci-fi stuff in the. So this was initially going to be a TV show, wasn't it? Once sort of Christopher Eccleston left Doctor Who, it was the the idea was that he was going to—they were going to remake, remake this for BBC Television. But you know, I don't—I don't know that. This is going to uh, destroy those plants. Quite honestly, and I'm I'm sorry, you know, didn't necessarily say this, but uh, uh, Christopher Nolan, if he does direct this film, will not get to it till it wouldn't be released until about 2009. Okay. And uh, anything that we would see, uh, anything that would show up on BBC, if Eccleston goes through with being doing the television series, we would hope that would be 2007 or 2008. And uh, quite honestly, from Universal Pictures' point of view here in America, not that many people would see the. BBC version, even if it showed up on a, a station here, uh, you know, th- there is kind of this thing about BBC shows that they, be- they become cult hits, but that's still considered a very small niche yeah. versus if they have Christopher Nolan, this high-profile pre- uh, high director, yeah. doing this big screen version, that's going to be the version everybody sees and knows. Not so that people know it here in America from the Patrick McGowan series, which I believe Patrick McGowan is still involved. 
I think he holds a, se- a segment of the rights. So, wow. uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody can do a prisoner project without his involvement. So, no, I've been to where they filmed the prisoner, uh, Port Marion in uh, in Wales. Were you yep. were you suffocated by a bubble? It was very bizarre being there. It was really weird. Some lovely. Fl- it's, got, it's a lovely little village, but it's very unusual. <laughs> and I wonder whether they'll be using that again in the film. I, yeah. Well, we've heard nothing so far about this. I mean, everything seems so uh, just sort of on the hush hush, which is appropriate for the prisoner, I think. Uh, yeah. Really <laughs> talking about it, they send a little piece of info out, and that's it. You know. Covered in mystery. Yes. Covered. So what else? You've got some news as well about um, Marvel Comics announced a whole new lineup of uh, comic book movies. Well, yeah. I mean, we've known some of these things that they they. Uh, do a quarterly update for their stockholders about their uh, their slate of upcoming film projects because now yep. they are Marvel Studios in association with uh, Paramount and they're doing what they can to pull back the rights that they've given out to other movie studios to their characters. Uh, we're assuming at this point that, of course, X-Men, Fantastic Four, which, uh, uh, by the way, changed its title officially today, Fantastic Four, colon, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. So... <laughs> So we believe that the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and the Spider-Man franchises are going to stay out uh, with the studios that have them now. Uh, Sony, of course, has Spider-Man, and Fox has Fantastic Four and X-Men. But Marvel's very carefully pulling back everything else. And uh, since they have an Iron Man movie uh, in production with John Favreau directing the... I'm really looking forward to that. I remember reading the book as a child, and it was fantastic. I think it's going to be a great, great film. And they've got the Hulk sequel slash remake uh, by Louis Leterrier. And then they've got uh, Edgar Wright directing Ant-Man. They basically will have established three of the uh, five founding members of the Avengers. So the next logical thing that they've announced is that Zach Penn, who actually wrote one of the drafts of X-Men The Last Stand, uh, is currently working on, uh, or at least scheduled to work on, an Avengers uh, film. So to work the, on the last play. one didn't do too well, did it? Uh, the Avenger, uh, the last, the last Avengers one wasn't it with the um, no, 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 no. Ah, ah, I'm sorry for that confusion. Ah. Yes, in England, ah, no, the Avengers of someone to, are, are are totally different. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> We're not talking about about Mr. Uh, about uh, Emma Peel and uh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Which oh my gosh, that that movie. I, I made people watch that movie just so they could know the pain I'd suffered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, because uh, I. I could not believe how incomprehensible that film was, and I, I had really good memories of the TV series. But no, Marvel Comics, uh, at about the same time, actually, as the earliest incarnation of the Avengers on the BBC, uh, they have a super team called the Avengers that is um, made up of their strongest superheroes. Sorry, what, Jamie? Is it like the Justice League for DC? Right. It's sort of. It is sort of like the like the Justice League. Because we've uh, got the cartoon over here, you see. So yes, yeah, right. So uh, and indeed they have uh, direct-to-video available. Of what they call uh, Ultimate Avengers and Ultimate Avengers Two. So they've got animated versions of those that were based on a recent uh, rethinking of the whole concept. Uh, I haven't seen the second one yet. I got to be honest. The first uh, animated one uh, really is is terrible, and we were trying to. Uh, compete with Justice League Unlimited in some ways, and it just didn't work because they didn't know, they didn't have that magical touch of figuring out how to make it entertaining for adults and yet still uh, enthralling for kids. So it just doesn't know what it wants to be. Uh, so hopefully the live action will be better because you've had these solo films that uh, previously they will establish these characters separately, and then you can bring them all together: Iron Man, Hulk, Ant Man, uh, with Ant Man we'd hope would be 
his wife, the Wasp, and uh, and well, there's so many, there's so many coming out. It's wonderful to see these beautiful characters come to the big screen. I think. I know. We're almost afraid that uh, we're just going to get you know overkill, and audiences are going to get tired of seeing all this stuff. Well, yeah, they want something a bit that isn't, I suppose, from initially from a comic. But certainly, Derek, we're going to come back and talk some more about um, America's views on the new blonde Bond, <laughs> and also uh, on whether Superman will ever return again <laughs> after Dusty Springfield, uh, little by little. That's Dirty Springfield, little by little. Good morning, it's BBC Radio Humberside. It's the late licence then with me, David Reeves, uh, keeping it up till 1am this evening. Uh, right then, as we like to do on the show, we have, uh, on a Thursday, we have uh, local film critic Jamie Kerwick. Hello there. And on the line, live from uh, Los Angeles, it's Derek McCaw fanboyplanet.com. Now, we like to introduce Derek to a few English bits and pieces, <laughs> a few traditions. One was obviously the carry-on films. <laughs> Something, and, uh, I swear. One day, he'll, then he'll understand the sound effect. <laughs> and then... <laughs> imagine, man. Can <laughs> imagine, yes. And then, uh, the other, a few weeks back, it was Jaffa Cakes. Indeed. Which he'd never heard of. You're right. And, and I still uh, have not tasted, but... Well, but now you, you're even introducing your daughter, your young daughter, to the world of uh, British cuisine or the British biscuit. That's right. We were having uh, an imaginary tea party, and uh, so she was uh, she was adopting what she believed was a because she said she was in a fancy restaurant, so she adopted a British accent. Uh, not bad for a seven-year-old, and uh, <laughs> so as well, if you're doing that, you'd better be serving me jaffa cake. So she she served yeah. an imaginary jaffa cake. I think that's fantastic. She'll be telling all her friends about that, and they'll think she's equally barking mad. Yes, exactly. Well, like father, like daughter, it's fine. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> well, and so we want to talk about, um, obviously, the new Blonde Bond, played by Daniel Craig. Uh, it's out in cinemas uh, this November in the UK. Now, there's been some stuff written about the new film in the US press this week, hasn't there? Yes, Entertainment Weekly has uh, Daniel Craig as part of their uh, fall movie preview. Uh, he's on the cover, uh, and inside, once again, you know, I, I don't understand this because I think he's a fine choice. I think he's a great actor. And he's got I that, think he's a very good choice, yeah. I think he's got that intensity that's, uh, I read all the Ian Fleming novels, and I think uh, the only person that maybe came closer was Timothy Dalton as far as appearance and intensity, and uh, I know I'm in the minority on that, but I do, I do feel that, but uh, over here especially, there's been this huge backlash that he just is wrong, and on the internet has been, uh, you know, there's an anti-James Daniel Craig site, and uh, so he is, uh, you know, been in the press this week uh, pleading with Americans to please give him a chance. And yeah. so it feels weird, you know, that uh, that this guy, this really talented guy, has to, to do this and basically apologize to fans ahead of time. So I think it is an unusual choice because he doesn't look quite look the part. I think uh, people would like to think that people are, who are fans of the Bond movies have obviously grown up with stuff with him being tall, dark, handsome stranger, as it were. Right, and yet, uh, and if I can get, you know, literary, uh, Ian Fleming described him as looking like Hoagie Carmichael, and nobody knows who Hoagie Carmichael is anymore, but he, he was a songwriter of the 40s and a sometime film actor, and Daniel Craig looks a lot like Hoagie Carmichael, so... Well, there I'm, you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm... And the research. Cool with that. Ah, uh, yeah, see. The, but the thing is, I up. think, you know, James Bond aside, 
mind, as long as they've got the 60 ladies in there. Uh, there are. I've seen the pictures. Uh, oh, no, have I? seen Eva Green. Yes, oh my. Ugly French accent. We can't talk. We're so taken aback by all this, aren't we? Just <laughs> thinking of the picture now. And oh, yeah. Exactly, yes. So, and also, some interesting news as well about the fact that uh, Superman Returns might not actually be returning again. That's right. Uh, Variety uh, ran a story this week about how Warner Brothers still has not decided. Now, Brian Singer has been doing, I'm sure, press over in Europe uh, for the opening of that in July, and he was at Comic-Con. Basically, uh, it was almost like an apology tour for fans not having embraced it as much as uh, he had hoped they would. And every chance he gets, he talks about his plans for the sequel and that he uh, hopes that he will be given the chance. And the question in front of Warner Brothers, who, let's say, Superman Returns actually cost them about $260 million U.S. dollars uh, wow. for that. And there was at least $150 million spent in developing a couple of other versions that didn't work. Uh, there was Tim Burton had been attached for a while, and they spent several yeah. million. Uh, Nicolas Cage was cast in that and had a pay-or-play deal. So he made $20 million without ever doing anything other than a screen test that they spent. And Wasn't he going to be like a, a Superman dressed in black? Uh, yeah, it's a really frightening thing in that uh, uh, Look Up in the Sky documentary that I, I believe is out on DVD in the UK right now. Uh, they they got a, a pretty unprecedented look at some of these pre-production things that have been going on, and they're frightening. You know, it was so off off track. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, and yes, so Nicolas Cage would have been a very strange Superman. As much as I admire the man as an actor, uh, I think he would have been a, a very bad choice. Um, and he made a lot of money for them deciding that he was a bad choice. And so, so Warner Brothers has spent 400 or 500 million dollars trying to revive this franchise, and now the question is, with a movie that is limping into, I mean, it's still like number six of the year's box office releases, but uh, you know, is it worth it? Or if, or what they should do, perhaps now is they make a much lower budget sequel because they've got the set still in Australia and they've still got everyone under contract and yeah, and they've developed all the technology as well already for it. Yeah, yeah, and but they don't know if you know, is it that audience? are tired of Superman. Uh, I, just, I, thought, I thought people would be, I mean, because I said it was, I know Jamie was well, really excited really about, enjoy, I enjoyed it about well. the return of Superman, and maybe not everyone was the same. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I just wanted it to move forward, and I think that was probably it, that the movie, return, he is Superman returning, but he was looking backward the whole way. And I think it, did, it didn't really do it as much as uh, Batman did, though, did it? It didn't really reinvent No, it, it didn't really reinvent the franchise. Batman really reinvented and and gave uh, Batman Begins, I guess you should say, uh, you know, reinvented the franchise and gave not just fans of the comic the Batman that they've been reading for the last 15 years. That's a really years. interesting point Jamie makes there, actually, I think, yeah. But, I, I think it is, yeah, because that's certainly right. It did reinvent yeah. the, the Batman thing, and I think I enjoyed it more so for that because it was like, wow, I never thought of it like this before. No, so I it, was all about, it was all about the villains, basically, the, the old Batman film, but this one was about Batman. what Batman was all about. And there were things that, the, that he, that uh, Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, the screenwriter of that one, did that, uh, you know, and uh, you, know, you know I'm a long-time geek, that made me look at Batman. There was a couple of things where I thought, I'd never thought of that before. Wow. And I'm somebody who thought I'd, I'd thought of it all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I lo- I lo- over and over again, no doubt. 
Uh, Derek, it's been fantastic talking to you as always. Thank you. And uh, it's time to say goodnight, unfortunately. All right. Uh, have yourself a lovely day. Enjoy snakes on a plane later on. I will try. So it's about probably about quarter to five where you are right now, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yes. So it's lovely California. In sunny California. And you're going to go see it tonight uh, in uh, in about ten o'clock, aren't you tonight? About ten o'clock is when the screening is. So I'm hoping I can get in to get tickets. So yeah. uh, I watched it at ten o'clock this morning, Derek. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, but you know what? I've still been to Playboy Studios. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Right. Oh, right. Pull that. It was all I've got left. I was so bitter. Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> calm down. Now. Right then, uh, Derek. Thank you very much, uh, Derek. We'll return next week. Yes, indeed. Thanks, man.